Hello, my fellow wine lovers. What is everyone drinking today? Welcome to our podcast, Behind the Vineyard. This is Jermaine, co-founder of Bound by Wine, a wine marketplace here in sunny Singapore. This podcast is for all you wine lovers out there. You know, just figuring out the world of wine. What wine to like or dislike? What other great varietals are out there? Or just curious to learn about all things wine? Yeah, we know, it's a lot. Well, got your glass of wine in hand? Then let's get started. All right, so welcome to Bombay Wines Behind the Vineyard. So today, our guest is a veteran in and around McLarenville. I hope that doesn't make him sound too old, Peter. <laughs> we are very Hi. honored and privileged yeah, to be introducing Peter Fraser with us today. Hi, Peter. How are you? Thank you. Thanks for having me. How's it over there? Yeah, it's great. We're, um, we've been doing a bit of tasting and a bit of blending, and um, so it's, it's a good day. Good. It's just after harvest uh, season. Yeah. Right? yeah. So we finished harvest at uh, kind of mid-April, and um, it's always kind of busy with a bit of um, kind of all the wines finishing fermentation and malolactic fermentation, and now just... Um, nice kind of the, the little bit more laid back time of just looking after all the wines. Awesome. Well, Peter is, of course, the driving force behind uh, the wines of Yangara Estate. You've been in Yangara for about 20 years now. Is that right? Yeah, 21 years since. Wow. Well, <laughs> um, so since uh, the beginning of 2001. And uh, so, so, yeah, 20 years. Um and um, I've worked with this property since 1998, so um, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. So you you started off um, in '96 in around Barossa Valley. Yeah, I um, well, I started probably um, in the early '90s uh, in terms of my studies, um, and uh, my first official harvest was at the university. Um, and where we all made made wine, um, and then in '96, my um, I worked at St Hallett Wines in the Brossa Valley, um, both '96 and '97, and then I came to Clarendon working for a company called Norman's Wines, um, and through to um, 2000, and then um, 2001 onwards with um, Yangara, and you stayed ever since. Pretty much. And, and in between some of that time, I, I did a harvest in uh, Spain in, in 1999 and, um, and about six or seven harvests in California making Shiraz um, through the central coast of um, California. That's a very wide range of regions you got there. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, in just to cover, you know, a little bit about um, in two thousand five and six, Yangara actually won International Winery of the Year from Wine and Spirits, along with a couple of uh, uh, awards in seventeen for your Iron Heart Shiraz and um, the whole bunch Shiraz. Yeah. How, how do you guys feel about that? Um, look, we've been very fortunate. We have a, an amazing vineyard. Um, We've, we've been very fortunate that um, the wines have been recognised by some of the leading wine writers around the world um, for their, their quality. And um, I think their, 
their varietal character, their representation of the region. And um, we'd like to hope that our wines are being recognised as some of the best um, of our region, McLaren Vale. And, um, and in amongst that, some of, you know, for example, our, our Grenache, our High Sands Grenache, which won um, James Halliday's Wine Companion Wine of the Year, um, that, you know, it, it can can represent some of the best Grenache in the world. So, um, yeah, we, it, it, I think it stems from, you know, having a wonderful vineyard. I have, we also have a really amazing team that um, are all very detail focused. And um, it, when it comes from the winery perspective, there's a kind of a lot of attention to detail that, that and, and the same goes for the management of the vineyard. So it's, it's very much everybody being on the same kind of page in, in, in having a, you know, perfectionist like kind of mentality, the way we, we grow and make our wines. Awesome. Well, what got you hooked in this industry to start with? Um, I always kind of had a fascination with agriculture and I love kind of, I suppose, the production side. And um, I um, I knew that I, I would kind of go into agriculture. And, and amongst that, I, I kind of fell in love with wine. Um, and, um, you know, the, I suppose for a young person, the very exciting thing about wine is, is that you one you get to grow it, um, oh, yes. but then you actually get to kind of make something that people get to enjoy, um, and and I suppose unlike if you're growing food, it's something that also lasts for a very long time. So you know it's incredibly rewarding to be seeing somebody drinking a wine that you maybe made twenty years ago. Um, I would think so. so yeah, it's it's a very kind of uh, once you get the bug, um, it's incredibly rewarding and becomes very much, you know, part of your lifestyle. Awesome. Well, can you share a little bit about um, how you stumbled into Yangara, actually? Um, so I've been involved in this property since 1998. Um, the company I work for bought the property in 98 and uh, I actually, um, I suppose, moved there Um been working with our vineyard manager here since 98 as well and uh, so we've worked together for um you know 20 nearly 23 years um and um then i met the jackson family and um based in california and they were very keen to develop something in australia and uh the kind of rest is history uh they employed me and we we began a search of um to to buy you know a property that that would kind of fit their yeah. values of quality etc and um <coughs> we um and then i think it was probably six to nine months later so december 2001 that we purchased um the the estate that is now known as Yangara. Awesome. Well, just for our listeners here to visualize, uh, could you just describe the area around McLarenville? I must think it's a um, site. Look, the um McLarenville um is very coastal. 
it's kind of described as a as a Mediterranean climate, um, and it's um, you know our vineyard is probably only maybe fifteen kilometers from the from the beach. Um, so when I say it is, and and we're one of the further vineyards from the coast in McLaren Vale. We're actually up in the the kind of hills area. We're about two hundred and ten meters above sea level. So there's wonderful kind of influences of both elevation and also the, the coastal climate. Warm enough to, to ripen um, Rhone varietals such as Grenache and Shiraz, um, and, um, but cool enough to, to allow kind of a, um, you know, a longer, slower ripening period mm -hmm. so that the kind of the wines kind of retain a lovely freshness. So is that why, you know, Yangara decided to, you know, introduce grape varietals that are commonly seen in the southern Rhone region, where uh, yes. bush vine Grenache is, you know, common? Yeah. Um, so if you look back in the history of McLaren Vale, Grenache and Shiraz always had a long history um, in, this, in this region. And um, I think our climate is relatively similar to to the Rhone, to the Southern Rhone especially. Um, there's, while I would say that Grenache and Shiraz are probably the, the main kind of um, attraction to McLaren Vale, um, Grenache is actually only a small, it's quite a, a lot of the old vines um, were pulled out in the 80s, unfortunately, just through that time of, um, and um, so, Grenache is only actually 6% of McLaren Vale. So it's actually in relatively small production. Um, but I suppose since that time, you know, 25 years later, people have realised how great Grenache is and um, what's such a beautiful, it's having a, a lot of popularity and um, because of its scarcity is, is really growing in popularity and, and somewhat in price. Um, and... Um, McLaren Vale has great opportunities, some of the other Mediterranean varieties, so maybe some of the Italian varieties, um, Fiano and Vermentino. Mm -hmm. But uh, we've kind of chosen that uh, to, to grow varieties that, that are probably more native to the, to the Southern Rhone area. Would you, might you consider growing Fiano? Um, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no, why not? <laughs> um, only, only because um, I think it's very important to be a specialist, and right. and for people to associate what you do, um, and and to clearly understand what you're good at, and um, I think there's some wonderful, you know, Italian varieties grown in Clarenbaugh by certain producers, and um, I think the if everybody is all doing the same thing or you also do lots of different things, um, it becomes very hard for people to understand, you know, what you do. So we've kind of kept it very focused um, around the Southern Rhone varietals. Awesome. Well, yeah, it's like going to a restaurant, right? If you have like 20 items versus three items, you know, you know, you're going to do good. Exactly. Exactly. And so we want to keep it really simple um, for, for the people that follow Yangara and they, they know exactly kind of you know what we are about right well you guys are actually the first in australia to commercially plant grenache blanc i mean how did you guys do it and you know what spurred it on um look we were one of, i wouldn't say we were 
necessarily the first. We were one of the first. Mm-hmm. Um, so the um, we've been working. We were trying to be the first. We actually started well before we actually planted it to bring in some of those Southern Rhine varieties. Um, the quarantine process of bringing in new grapevines is very slow. <laughs> um, and um, we're very fortunate that a local nursery in the Brossa Valley um, were able to bring in some of the Southern Rhine varieties for us that have never, uh, not in recent years, ever been in Australia. So we, um, i trying to think, our first release was 2018. And um, so I, we probably, our first plantings maybe started in 2014. So, you know, it's a long, vineyards yeah. are a long, yeah. slow process. Um, and, uh, but but what we have done, and as far as I'm aware, we're the kind of first producer to kind of produce a full Southern Rhine blend using um, the majority of the the uh, Southern Rhine or Chardonnay to Pup varieties. So Grenache Blanc. Uh, Pig Paul, Claret, uh, Bourbalonk, and Roussan. And um, so, so we're very proud of that. We think these varieties are very much suited to our region. They, they ripen quite late. Um, so they're actually ripening in the cooler part of the ripening season. And um, so far, we've, we've had a few vintages of it now, and, and we're, they're, they're really proving to be very popular. Mm. Well, for our listeners to, you know, just to let them know that uh, Grenache Blanc is actually a full-bodied white, isn't it? It originated Correct. in the northern Spain? Uh, northern Spain, um, and I believe somewhere around the Priorat um, areas. Um, it might also be in, the, you know, some of those higher areas of, of around Madrid. Um, but um, And often is, is blended with Macabeo in, in Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in, in, uh, but it's, um, it is the major variety, white variety planted in Chardonnay after pup. Awesome. Well, I just want to touch a little bit about biodynamic farming, you know, recently in recent years has come up a lot, uh, for our listeners who don't know what that is. Can you briefly explain what exactly is biodynamic farming? I mean, you guys started in 2012. Uh, we started in 2008, so we were oh, certified okay. in 2012. Um, and um, in simplicity, biodynamic starts with organic farming. So it starts with not using any synthetic chemicals, so not using herbicide, um, not using um, synthetic fertilisers. Um, and basically, Biodynamic acts an extra, adds an extra dimension. So there's a couple of things that are really important, and it's it's encouraging the biodiversity of plants, biodiversity of microbiology in the soil. So you're you're really trying to enhance um, the natural life cycles that go on within the soil um, and the relationship, and and really trying to. Um, encourage the relationship between the plants you're growing in the soil. Um, and um, so that's in its simplicity. And then there's other things like, um, you know, there's there's some biodynamic um, preparations that are sprayed out in the vineyard that encourage um, more biological activity in the soil and, and also, you know, some of the more energy forces that... Um, and, and that's a complex thing to explain, 
Um, but I would say that, you know, the, the analogy I would give is that if you walk into a room and there's somebody in the room that's hosting you that's full of life and energy and excited, everybody else around them shares that energy. Yeah. But if, you know, you walk into a room where somebody's sad and mopey um, and, you know, everybody else starts to get affected by that, that, that energy. And um, I, it's one of the simplest way I can describe, you know, how biodynamics connects the, all the living forms and, and, in, and enhances the energy. Um, so it's, it really is ultimately about looking after your soil and, and making it um, gaining more biodiversity um, and, and a healthier, more natural system um, for growing your grapes. Ultimately, we want to grow grapes that reflect the soil that they grow in. And so all those biological cycles allow the vines to take up the natural mineral elements that are in the soil, which ultimately go into the grapes and hopefully add the unique taste to our special site. So that's, that's our ultimate end goal and, and why we do such farming. And the, the spin-offs is it's good for the environment and, and you're also drinking a wine that, you know, you know has, has not had any harmful synthetic chemicals used to grow it or make it. Right. Does, does the climate um, in Clarenville kind of help that? Because it's kind of dry and warm, which may eliminate... Yeah know the use for or the, the fungicides, <laughs> etc um we're very lucky i would say that our climate is is much more conducive to to growing but i would say you know there's great vineyards growing in the world with biodynamic practices in cold vineyards so it can be done um but our job is a little bit easier because we we have you know a, a very lovely you know mild um, climate where we grow our grapes. Awesome. Well, Yungar's philosophy is, you know, to respect the special piece of country is yeah. evident in the wines that you guys make from the grapes. And every wine is confident, uh, it's a confident reflection of this land. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Um, I think as grape growers and winemakers, we're always kind of looking at the, the detail in the way we farm, um, farm our grapes. And um, there's a lot of detail um, that we go through. As I said earlier, uh, Michael Lane, our vineyard manager, um, he's been working with me for 23 years. He, uh, he knows every inch, he nearly probably knows every vine. Um, <laughs> And uh, do you want to meet him? Oh, yeah, oh, sure, Michael. of course. <laughs> Just walk past. There you go. Hi, Hi. very Hi. nice to meet you? you. Good, good. I heard Hi, you're, <laughs> I heard you're uh, expert of all the vines at the Angara. This is the man. Uh, maybe. The <laughs> <laughs> behind you looks pretty nice, though. <laughs> oh, well, I can only hope that I'm actually here. <laughs> yeah, awesome. so, uh, you know, that growing is... Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Um, um, the um, that detail is very important in the vineyard, and um, so. But then my job and and our team's job is to 
have a very gentle touch in our wine making. Um, you know, we want the wines to have a that there's a concentration that comes from the yield. That means that the wines or the grapes have a lovely concentration of flavor. And the gentleness of touch in terms of, you know, the the sorting that goes on in the grapes to make sure only the best go through into the fermenter. Um, but then the, the time on skins, how gently the, the colour and the tannins are extracted out of the skins. Um, and then, you know, the winemaker's approach about not maybe using too much oak, um, you know, looking after topping the wines um, in barrel and, and making sure that they are the best reflection of, of what this site can deliver. Wow. All right. So, well, to touch a little bit about, you know, climate change, I mean, we've, we've heard this for the last few years, you know, how the weather is uh, changing, especially in Europe, and I'm sure the rest of the world. Do you, you know, are you guys geared up and ready? And how do you foresee changes down the road for Yangara? Um, look, I think, one, we are in a cooler kind of part of McLaren Vale. So, and the type of varieties um, we grow are relatively resilient to, to warmer vintages. Um, some of the cooler vintages we make, you know, maybe slightly more um, elegant wine. And in the slightly warmer wines, they're, they're a little bit more um, fuller bodied and robust. Um, there's nothing... There's not a huge amount you can do to combat Mother Nature mm -hmm. in the way, you know, what gets thrown at you other than have the kind of varieties that, that have some form of resilience, you know. And um, I think these Southern Rhine varieties really have some of that resilience. And um, we um, the other part is our location is, is being coastal. Um, we get relatively... Um, consistent rainfall. Um, we get relatively consistent vintages of, of reasonable, moderate weather. So in many ways, um, we haven't felt the effects of too much extremes and we've had relatively very reliable harvests over the 20 years that I've been here. But it's um, not to say that may not change, but um, we feel that we're in, in good shape moving forward. That's great. Well, down the line, is there anything new that we can or should look out for in terms of wines? And... Um, look, I think um, some of the wines that we've, the, we talked about some of these new varieties. Um, we've, we've got very, two exciting wines that are a blend of um, the white blend and the red blend. Um, they're simply called Blanc and Noir. Yes. Um, lovely, easy drinking wines. Um, and um, they've they've been incredibly successful in their early releases. And we're just starting to get enough of them to be able to actually export. So um, something to look out in the future. I think they've they've got a great future and, and also have a relative affordability. Um, and then I think, you know, we've just released all our single block wines. Um, you know, they're probably some of the most fastidious wines that we make um, off little single patches that, you know, really showcase the best of, um, say, for example, the Rue Beauty Roussan or um, the High Sands Grenache or Einhardt Shiraz. And, um, 
yeah, it's, it's always really fun releasing kind of our top wines um, from the estate. Yeah, um, we're waiting on the Rassan and the Vyoknair. It's been too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, just a couple more questions and we're wrapping this up. Um, yeah. The wine scene in Singapore is definitely on the rise. You know, Gen Y, millennials, uh, there yeah. are exploring wine. But the tricky part is actually having them, you know, get out of their comfort zone, try something else other than Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, you know, yeah. the usual. Do you have any tips on, you know, pushing their boundaries? Um, look, I think it's about having an open mind, um, trusting. Um, you know, the wonderful thing is wine is, is that you don't actually need to be an expert to enjoy it. Um, there's always, you know, people like yourself or, you know, people that are in, that are in the wine business. It might be a sommelier. It might be a favourite wine shop. Um, there's people with that are they've got wonderful kind of knowledge of wine, and so I would urge those people to to kind of try new things, be experimental, and um, and and have build trust with a you know somebody that's very knowledgeable, um, whether that be at a restaurant or at um, you know at your favourite wine store to introduce you to new wines and um, amazing new flavours. But the one thing I say is that the younger generation especially are so interested in different flavours and in generally trying new things. So it's an exciting time and it great gives, you know, producers like us to, to kind of um, bring wines to the table that, you know, they might not have normally had a look at. <laughs> Yeah, like the Rosan and Vionier. I mean, totally. Yeah, yeah. when you guys li listen to this and you, if you heard it from Peter first, gotta try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, well, our last takeaway for uh, our listeners what do you think keeps you motivated for the job? And, you know, <laughs> what, what frame of mind do you, you know, wake up every um, day and going into this job? I would, I would say probably fear of failure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's interesting. <laughs> um, I think, you know, when you take such pride in the wines that you make, um, you being somewhat of a perfectionist, um, you um, and, and what actually can sometimes add more um, kind of uh, expectation when you start to get some success, there's, there's an expectation that you will deliver that, that, amazingness every year That's true. so um and and with that drives you know you to 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 want to make it even better so um and it look the, the rewards of of people you know talking about our wines that are enjoying our wines it's um it's incredibly satisfying so it, it does drive you to to continue to strive to make you know the best wine that you can well, I guess fear is your biggest driver. Yeah, yeah, in a exactly. good way. In a good way. <laughs> in a good way. Totally. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you, Peter, for your time, and I, I hope you guys enjoy listening to uh, Peter explain about Yangara. And yeah, you uh, have a great day. And you too. And I hope uh, 
in the near future when travel opens up a bit more, maybe we can uh, all be traveling and come and eat a visit or we will come and see you. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I, I think uh, harvest season maybe, that should be fun to exactly. uh, have a tour. All right, thank you, Peter. Fantastic. Thank, thank you, you so much. Cheers. As always, we hope you enjoy this episode of Behind the Vineyard. You know what this means. You're another step further into the massive world of wine. This podcast is brought to you by Bombay Wine, an e-commerce wine marketplace here in Singapore, bringing you unique wines from all over the world. Do check us out on social media or our website at www.bombaywine.com. That's B-O-U-N-D-B-Y-W-I-N-E. Catch us next time on another episode of Behind the Vineyard. Cheers! Now where is that glass? <laughs>